Chris, if you want to work with him, you can use this instead of the Instagram with Facebook. Uh, yeah, 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 it's on here.
That's why I put it disorientation. Yes, yeah. It all gets faster. Yeah. Little bit, bro. Oh, look, it looks good. It gets everything. Yeah. Yes, sir. Stand right there, real quick. I want to see how it looks. You're like. Oh, you're already alive, though. Yeah. Are we ready? Are we going to start? Good morning. Welcome everybody to worship. If you are joining us live, I'm so glad that you've made this, this effort on your Sunday to be with us. And if you're watching a little later, welcome to worship. First things first, today you need a towel. So if you're watching right now, I'm going to give you a moment to run, get a towel. You can find it Anywhere, you know, it could be right off the oven if you have one there by your oven. If you need to go to your closet and grab one. If all of your towels are dirty, go get a paper towel. That's fine. But come back, okay? So I'm giving you one minute. 
One minute to go, grab a towel, and come back. Grab a towel, grab a towel. As we gather today, we are gathering around God's word and we're gonna be hearing about a time when Jesus grabs a towel. But today during worship, I'm going to encourage everybody to have the towel on them. So a lot, some of the like, worship team here, they have a towel. If you are here as a, as a leader, some of, I like it, getting creative, we got some Kleenex, that's a good towel, I like it. In your home, have your towel, and I want to challenge you today, I want you to keep this towel on you during the entire time we're together. Okay, so if you're, if you're singing, you gotta hold it along with your mic, you're playing the drums, I guess, Brian, you got a nice big one, just, just kinda throw it over your shoulder, okay? If, we want you to clap along if you're here, so you're gonna, I don't know, hold it to the side as you clap along. The point is that you're gonna keep it in your hands or on you and it's gonna, it's gonna be a, a presence with us today, our towels. We're gonna begin our worship time reading Psalm 113, 113 together. The first song today speaks about our God being greater than anything. Our God being greater than, than anything that you might be facing right now. And Psalm 113 brings us uh, into that reality. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised, both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like our God? The one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes, with the princesses of his people. He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. Let us pray as we call ourselves into worship. Thank you, Lord, for, for your word today that calls us into worship and that you indeed are greater than all things that would come against us. There is no poverty, Lord, that you cannot lift us from. And we're grateful that as we gather here now that through your cross that you have raised us out of the poverty of soul, and you have, you have covered us with Christ. Now, Lord, as Paul says, he encourages us to set our hearts and our minds on things above. Lord, that's what, we, that's what we want to do now. And we ask that your spirit would be here with us, helping us to lift our hearts and our minds to you where you are seated at the right hand of the Father. Lord God, we ask that in any way that we need to come before you with, with humility, 
in any way that, that, that we have not sought you, Lord, we pray and ask that you would forgive us. Lord, I, I give you thanks that, that you are the one who calls us into life and that right now part of that life is to be together and to raise our voices, to sing of how you are greater than anything that would come up against us, anything that would keep us from you, anything that would keep us from, from that life that you created us to have in abundance and forevermore. So Lord God, use this time and the sacrifice of this worship. May your name be glorified. And it's in your name we pray, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So hold on to those towels. Let's worship God. team and we're going to now jump into God's word for us today. You can turn in your scriptures at home either with a Bible you have or uh, if you have a separate device put in John 13. We're going to John 13 today. This is one of those gospels, one of those books that talks about Jesus' life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And John is, is a little different than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what we call the synoptic gospels. They, they march through a chronological order of Jesus' life, whereas John, John peels it back and he begins to interpret the life of Jesus through themes, through spiritual themes, through theological themes, through themes of faith and life. In John 13, we, we have this, this moment just before Jesus will be arrested. 
And we know that there was an upper room that at this moment and then later, the early church began to meet in, in Jerusalem. In fact, Jesus does a miracle here. He sends his disciples ahead of him to find this man who would have this upper room already prepared for them. And so it's now that we find the disciples in this upper room and, and Jesus is, is, is showing them the type of love that he has for them. As this is the moment in which he will show them how to do communion, this will be the moment that he washes their feet, and this will be the moment when he says the words we're about to hear. Speaking of communion, uh, the last Sunday in August, the 23rd, is that right? Someone correct me. 23rd of August? Right? In August. Is the last Sunday the 23rd? No, But it is the 23rd. It is the 23rd. Sunday, August 23rd, the leaders are working right now. Yeah, but 23rd is when we're going to do it. Thank you. The 23rd, we're working right now to be able to give you the opportunity to gather here in live, if that's something that you're willing to do outside for an outside worship service. And we're going to be doing that to do three things that Sunday, celebrating three things that Sunday. First is that we're going to be starting our new series the Backyard Pilgrim, the 40 days at Godspeed, going on a pilgrimage together as a church. And that, that Sunday will mark the beginning of that series. We'll be sending out more links and information on how to get the book that we're going to be using. Second thing happening that day, we're going to be doing communion together. So we have not gathered as a church in, in a way that is, that is not virtual, that is the actual presence together, until the 23rd. That will be a Sunday in which... We are going to, for people that come, we'll break bread and we'll, we'll do communion in a way that's safe. And then also we will be encouraging you at home that if you cannot come to have uh, crackers or, or bread and, and juice ready to participate in communion with us. And the third thing, we're going to baptize three people on that day. Okay? So yeah. We do nothing, we do nothing more important as a church than to baptize, than to, than to open the waters of God's grace in that symbol, in, in, that, in that real presence of Christ in that way. Baptism, and we have three people, two uh, are two wonderful ladies in our Spanish-speaking congregation, and one is, is, a, is a young woman that's come from, from Iran who, is, who has now become a Christian. So all three of them on that day will be baptized in that service. So, not just once, not just twice, like triple circle August 23rd, because that's going to be a day in which we are, we are seeing this, this winter time uh, of, of isolation start to bloom as a springtime of God's movement. Okay, we're going to be reading now from John 13. Go with me towards the end of this chapter. We're going to be looking at after Jesus has washed the disciples' feet. We'll, we'll be talking about this. But as, as Jesus has done that, he says the following in verse 34. Okay, so John 13, verse 34. Listen for God, Jesus speaking. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. Let's pray. Father God, we ask that once again, as we, as we have opened up your word and heard the voice of your Son, 
as Jesus has spoken. Once again, may you give us ears to hear. Once again, may you open up our hearts and our minds to, to comprehend what it is that you would have us to believe and, and to do. Lord, show us what the abundant life is for us now. Show us the promise of eternal life with you. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. There are different ways of understanding love. And Jesus, as he asks you to be a person of love, he gives you a very clear ask. What has he asked? As I have loved you, love others. As I have loved you. How has Jesus loved you? In this moment of uh, this upper room experience, the disciples are gathered there with Jesus. And just before speaking these words about his love, we are reminded in the beginning of this chapter that the evening meal was in progress, verse 2. And the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. The devil had already prompted Judas to betray Jesus. You see how Christianity, at its core, part of its narrative, is a betrayal. In the inner circle of this movement that Jesus is bringing into the world, a very critical moment is a betrayal. We're living in a world right now, you're living in a world right now, where animosity and division run high. Trust, confidence in another person are at lows. We're in the valley of confidence as a society. And in the movement of Jesus itself, Judas, one of the twelve, what I mean by that, it, there are twelve people that Jesus hand-picked to follow him, to be a part of his team, to become as a brother, that Jesus had hand-picked to bring into his, into his circle, into his life. And for three years, for three years, this, this Judas walked with Jesus. For three years, Jesus invited him into his life. This evening, the evening in which Jesus would extend communion, was Judas there? This evening, when Jesus would wash the disciples' feet... Was Judas there? Do you think Jesus had any idea what Judas was up to? <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, he proves it. Let's keep reading this. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. Don't forget you're holding that towel, right? Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power that he had come from God 
and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal. He took off his outer clothing and he wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Paul is thinking about this in Philippians 2 when he talks about our attitude or our love for one another should be the same as Jesus Christ. And he begins by talking about how God was in the, that Jesus was in the very nature God. And he echoes exactly what John says here. Jesus understood his position. He had all authority. He had the authority and he had the right to put Judas in his place that night. Instead, he made himself nothing, Paul says. Instead, he emptied himself, Paul says in Philippians 2. Instead, Jesus gets up and he takes off his robe. This symbolic action, just like Jesus in the throne in heaven, being born as a baby in Bethlehem. Jesus takes off that power and is born as a baby in Bethlehem so that at this moment, in front of Judas, he could, he could take off that outer garment and he could pick up a towel. When he had finished washing their feet, verse 12, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. When Jesus had died and risen from the dead, he then put on his outer clothes and he ascended to the Father, where he sits now on the throne. Verse 12, when he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes on and returned to his place. And he asks you a question. You see, he's asking you this question because from the cross, Jesus put you in this room. From the cross, Jesus put you in the upper room. From the cross, your name was added to the list of those disciples sitting around the table. As Jesus took off his outer robe, picked up a towel, knelt down, and washed our feet, he was washing your feet. And he shows you from the cross. The cross has put you in this room. The cross has put you in that moment. And so, this following question Jesus asks is for you. Verse 12. When he had finished washing their feet, when he had died on the cross and rose again, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. He asked them, Do you understand what I have done for you? Do you understand what Jesus has done for you? All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. That's a verse from Isaiah. It's also a verse that Peter quotes in one of his letters. And I think it's 
perfect that Peter does this because Peter knows what it's like to go astray. You might want to get down on Judas that evening as the one who betrays Jesus. It's, ta- it's terrible what happened. At the same time, we see that Jesus is going to challenge Peter because Peter says that he's going to follow him anywhere he goes. And what does Jesus tell Peter? He will do what three times? He will deny Jesus three times. All we like sheep have gone astray. Every single one of us has moments in which we have done something, we are doing something, and we will do something that is not in God's plan for us. Can I get an amen? Amen. It's okay to be to be honest here. If okay, you all came in here with masks. If you're on the music team, and if you're at home, you know if you're going out, you're wearing masks. But we don't need to put on a mask and pretend that we're something we're not when we're talking to Jesus and when we're talking as a church. If we can't admit here and now that we don't do everything we wish we did, if we can't be humble and and, and open about that, like why are we here? We can go be fake out in the rest of the rest of the world we can put on that mask and pretend that we're perfect and try and earn our way it's never going to happen okay we we are here so we can be honest and we can open up we can all say god fully knows that me like all the other sheep have gone astray god fully knows you like he fully knew peter And he said that night, look, you're going to betray me three times. Like he knew Judas that evening. Go and do what you're going to do is what he tells Judas here in John 13. Jesus knew exactly what Judas was going to do. God fully knows you. He knows what you did last week. He knows what you're going to do this next week. He knows those moments of weakness. And yet... Judas and Peter, in that room, had their feet washed by Jesus. Because Jesus fully knows you, and still yet, he fully loves you. Jesus fully knows you. He knows everything about you. And still yet, he's willing to die for you. Still yet, he's willing to take off his outer garment and put on a towel, a towel so holy that it would wash you completely, that now in the eyes of God, only the perfection of Jesus is seen. He has washed you with his own towel. That's what he's doing from the cross. He's put you into that room, and like Judas, like Peter, like Thomas, who said, I can't believe this until I actually put my fingers in those holes, Every single one of us sitting around that table, we have all like sheep gone astray. And still yet, even though Jesus knows the ways in which we have not loved other people, that we have betrayed Jesus, still yet, Jesus fully loves you. Do you get this? There's nothing that you can do. Nothing that you can do to take away Jesus' loving claim upon you. 
I have understood this so much better after becoming a parent. It's amazing what you're willing to do as a parent. When you have, when you have a child that has come into this world, suddenly your whole paradigm shifts and there is nothing that you will not do that I will not do for my children. If they, if they betrayed me 400 times, my love for them will have not diminished one single bit. God the Father calls you his son and his daughter. And with a towel around his waist, came to show you that he is willing to love you and to do whatever it takes to bring you home. All we like sheep have gone astray. Jesus came as the good shepherd to show you that he is willing to even take off his power. He is willing to become in the nature of a servant. God becoming a servant in this world. To wash us to the point that we get to be brought home. That we as that lost sheep come back to his heavenly place. On the cross... Jesus put you in that room, and Jesus washed your feet. And as he looks you in the eyes, that would be so painful, because you would know that Jesus can see everything that you've done. And yet as Jesus looks you in the eyes, without hesitation, he takes, he takes your foot into his hand, he washes your feet, and he dries it with the towel around his waist. He gets up, and he asks you, Do you understand what I have done for you? We all, we all are asked this question, are we... Are we going to walk into the freedom that Jesus offers you? Or are you going to continue to be chained down to this idea that you have to hide? You have to hide who you truly are because it is dark. Or will you let Jesus walk you into the marvelous light, walk you into freedom, walk you into the joys that there is one who fully knows you and yet fully loves you? There is one who fully knows you and yet will do everything to bring you home, including becoming a servant, including putting on the towel. And Jesus, for all of us, for all of us who can say, yes, we're beginning to understand that question. Well, here's what happens next. He says, as I have loved you, as I, the Greek word is kathos, just as. Just as I have loved you, so you must love one another. What's Jesus saying? Towel up. Jesus is saying all of us are now in, in this orbit of Christ. We have now been given an ask by Jesus to put on the towel. All of us are called by Christ 
just as I have loved you. When Jesus says the word love, someone might think that he is referring to being kind to people, having good thoughts, you know, making sure you're trying to get along with people. If all you see when Jesus asks you to love one another is to be generally nice to people, then we are surely not understanding the correct answer to the question, do you understand what I have done for you? If we understand what Jesus has done for us, church, and then we hear him ask us to do the same thing, what, what does this require of us? What is Jesus asking us and inviting us into? Philippians 2, and, and here we hear Paul and, and John telling that part of, the, part of what we're asked to do is to take off that power and to put on a towel, to put on service. To go so far as to wash the feet of the Judas in our life. Are you getting this? As far as I have loved you, Jesus is saying, I washed Judas' feet. I washed Peter's feet. I even washed your feet, Jesus is saying. As far as I have loved you, just as I have done it now, I'm asking you to towel up, to take up the towel, to put the towel around your waist. And even when you come to Judas... Even when you come to Peter, who you know is going to deny you three times, you still wash that one's feet. This takes getting up from the table. I think there's an action with Jesus getting up off the table and going to the disciples. And there, there's an action there that we need to understand as being intentional. As Jesus takes, on his, takes off his outer robe, there's an action here that's intentional. Jesus didn't, didn't happen into the moment of washing the disciples' feet. He had to take on a posture, or as Paul says in Philippians 2, an attitude. A towel. Christians have often been called the people of the book. Because God's word is, is the essential life, blood, to who we are. If the Bible is in one hand, I think the towel is in the other. Every morning, as, as we wake up and we are reminded again that we have this gift of life, I hope and pray that many of us open God's word, read a psalm, say a prayer. But this week, I hear Jesus also asking us to put a towel in our hand. I mean, take a towel out. Get up in the morning, put it over your shoulder. Go have breakfast, keep it there. Hopefully then you're going to go brush your teeth. I know some people don't. Go brush your, especially the masks. If you're not brushing your teeth, who's going to pay for it later? You are, right? Now, you're not offending anyone else. Now you're just offending yourself. As you're going to go out for the day, let's say you're going to go into the office, put the towel in your briefcase. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it. 
when you sit down at your desk or wherever you're going to be working for the day or maybe if it's small enough you can kind of stash it in your pocket keep it with you keep it on you because when the Judas comes in your life I guarantee you your, your natural instincts will not be to reach for a towel your natural instincts will be like Peter who reaches for his sword and cuts off the ear of the guard coming to arrest Jesus, which Jesus then has to fix. We need to be a people of the towel. And this week, I want to encourage you, like the intentional action of Jesus of getting up from the table, of taking off his robe and tying a towel around your waist, how can you bring a towel with you this week to remind you I am to wash everybody's feet. I am to love. I am to serve just as Jesus has done. Jesus has given us this gift of life. Now he asked us to go and offer that gift of freedom. To say, yes, I know that you have damaged me. I even know that you are actively trying to hurt me. I will still love you. This is the dilemma. When Jesus asks us to love as I have, that would require each of us to wear a towel even when we're being betrayed, even when we're being arrested like Jesus, even when we're being tortured, even when we're being condemned, even when we're being crucified. Even as we're hanging there, we like Jesus are asked to say, Father, forgive them. For they do not understand what they are doing. When Jesus says, it is finished, you can also understand that to mean, and I wore the towel to the end. In fact, in John 13, it says that Jesus had loved them to the end. He never took off the towel. River of the Valley, this week, this week, every morning, let's put on the towel. And loving like Jesus, let's not take it off. And as far as it depends on each of us, by the grace of God, let's gather again next Sunday, being able to say like Jesus, it is finished. Being able to say like Jesus, I did not take it off. In the moments that you might let it slip off, okay, Lord, I'm sorry, put it back on. <laughs> Keep going. Keep putting this towel on every week. And in so doing, may God be glorified by your witness. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would, would give us this full confidence that you fully know us, and yet you still you still fully love us. Father God, as, as our loving Father, Lord, can you, can you let a wave of comfort flow over us that even when, when we have not lived up to whatever that standard might be in our eyes, in others' eyes, or in your eyes, Lord, give us that confidence, that flood right now of, of, your, of your living water that washes us, that your grace is covering us. 
Lord, help us see that you are swooping us up into your arms today, like a loving father. Lord, you want to see us thrive. You're so excited to be with us, to be our God, to be our Father God. Lord, in Jesus, we see how you came and you called people to be with you. You're so excited in Jesus to offer life, to offer grace. You were even willing to do what it would take, Lord Jesus. And so, on the cross, we see you now, washing our feet. Lord, help us to accept this gift in faith. May your spirit quicken our faith in what you have done. May it sprout and continue to grow. And Lord, in this week to come, we, we've heard your ask to pick up the towel, to stand up from that table of our life, to step out of those rhythms that we've created, to take off whatever entitlements that might be holding us back. And Lord, give us the grace to put the towel around our waist. Particularly, Lord, I pray for that moment when when each of us will come before Judas this week. Lord, help us to know how to interact in a way that will glorify you. Lord, there, that person will betray. Protect us, Lord Jesus. Protect us as we seek to wash the feet of, of everybody and hear us as we pray those words you taught us, saying, Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, and yours is the power and yours is the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let us worship in music.
Amen. Yes. Welcome. Bienvenidos a todos ahora que está también uniendo con nosotros. Y vamos a pedir que todos traigan una toalla a la experiencia hoy de adoración. Entonces, si no ya tienes una toalla, tienes que ir y de regresar con una toalla eh, en, en los manos. For everybody that's um, been here for the entire time, don't forget to hold the towel even now as we're doing this worship. We have to, we have to train our hearts and minds to hold this thing. At times we, we forget, but we have to train our hearts and our minds together. As we continue into worship, uh, let, me, let me say that we're entering our bilingual section. And our, our prayer is that as we do this together in Spanish and in English, even as it can be distracting to go back and forth, that we're doing this as a, Paul would say, a living sacrifice. He says worship is how we offer ourselves as a sacrifice. This is a moment for you to grab your towel. <laughs> Even, even as we're singing, if it's hard to go back and forth, let's serve one another by giving space for both languages. Ahora vamos a entrar en nuestra parte de, de cantos bilingües. Y vamos a hablar en el sermón hoy de cómo Jesús ha invitado a todos nosotros de llevar una toalla en nuestras vidas para servir. Y ahora vamos a tener un tiempo que a veces no es, no es cómodo hacerlo dos lenguas a la vez. Cantar en inglés, a veces en español. Pero Pablo dice que nuestra alabanza pura es siendo un sacrificio vivo en este mundo. Es tomando la toalla y usándola. Y ahora, si es un poco incómodo hacerlo en inglés y español, hoy quiero invitarles de, de entenderlo, comprenderlo como una manera de servir el otro. De proveer, de brindar un espacio donde uno que, que hable español o hable inglés puede estar juntos adorando al Señor y tener el sabor del cielo que viene cuando todas las naciones van a estar juntos adorando a Él. So let's worship God. Let's carry this towel together as one church. River of the Valley y Río de Valle. Amén.
Philippians 2, in English and then in Spanish, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. And taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a human, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Haya en ustedes esta manera de pensar que hubo también en Cristo Jesús. Existiendo en forma de Dios, Él no consideró el ser igual a Dios como algo a que aferrarse, sino que se despojó a sí mismo, tomando forma de siervo, haciéndose semejante a los hombres, y hallándose en condición de hombre, se humilló a sí mismo. Haciéndose obediente hasta la muerte y muerte de cruz.
the time for our, our offering. Because as good as God has been for us, we now offer ourselves. And this week, as we've talked in English already, we offer ourselves as those willing to put the towel around our waist. You'll see a link on being posted right now if you're watching our live feed of a way to be able to financially give. And in the season of coronavirus, I'm sure you, you wouldn't be surprised to hear that our giving has been down considerably. So if, if you have been holding out trying to figure out how to give, please take this opportunity to continue to support what we're doing and bearing the towel together. And as we do this also, let me give you a, a final blessing for you who are now going to be moving on for the rest of your day. Ahora vamos a tener nuestro tiempo de ofrenda. Es un momento, vamos a hablar un poco en, en el sermón de la idea de, de llevando una toalla, pero también es un momento para ofrendar de manera financiera a la iglesia. Van a encontrar un enlace ahí donde puedes eh, poner tu ofrenda del día de esta de este semana ahí y sería una bendición para nosotros porque muchos no hayan podido conectar la iglesia dando su ofrenda, pero vamos a invitar a todos de por favor hacer esa, esa acción crucial para el ministerio de nosotros. Y ahora voy a dar una bendición al, eh, a los de hablar inglés y después vamos a seguir adorando al Señor en español. So, brothers and sisters, having raised our voices together and singing of this God who would do everything, who would not let any wall stop Jesus from coming and, and fully loving you, not even with Jesus fully knowing who you are, he still washes Judas' feet. He still washes Peter's feet. He still washed your feet. Let us be a people of thanksgiving and grace, a people of joy and promise, a people of hope. Let us, with the Bible in one hand, but with the towel in the other, go show this world what it means when Jesus says, as I have loved you, love one another. In the name of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Ahora vamos a seguir nuestro tiempo juntos. Déjame orar por ustedes y por nuestro tiempo juntos. Señor, te damos la gloria y la honra en este día. Gracias, Señor, por otro momento de, de levantar nuestras voces juntos como tu pueblo. Ahora, Señor, queremos encontrar tu presencia aquí a través de las alabanzas, a través de, de tu palabra. Otra vez, Señor, que tu presencia sea un momento de de esperanza en nuestras vidas. Porque alrededor de nosotros, Señor, nos sentimos la oscuridad. Nos sentimos cuán débil es la vida. Estamos aquí, Señor, para encontrar otra vez el poder del Espíritu Santo. Estamos aquí otra vez para encontrar el poder de tu palabra. Gracias que podemos confiar en tu palabra que has prometido a ser nuestro Dios, a ser nuestro Padre Celestial. Ahora, Señor, magnificamos tu nombre, levantamos las alabanzas, porque tú eres bueno, tú eres nuestro Señor y tú eres nuestro Salvador. Y es en tu nombre, Jesús, que oramos. Amén y Amén. Glorifiquemos al Señor juntos. Amen.
Amén. Vamos a dar, vamos a dar gloria al Señor a través de las alabanzas y ahora, ahora vamos a darle al, la gloria a través de abriendo su palabra. Vamos a ir juntos, hermanos y hermanos, a Juan 13. Voy a recordarles también, agarrar la toalla, puedes ver que todo lo del equipo aquí tiene la toalla. Luis, puedes hacer una tira con la toalla. Así, así tenemos... Hermano Luis con su toalla y ha puesto gracias hermano. Amén. Eh, vamos a ir juntos a Juan capítulo 13. Juan capítulo 13. Y estaremos entrando en la parte final de esa sección de, del momento. Aquí estamos en el aposento alto. Aquí estamos con los doce discípulos y Jesús. Es el momento cuando Jesús iba a, a iniciar la Santa Cena. Es el momento que también Jesús, uh, vamos a ver, que empezó a lavar los pies de los discípulos. Y también es un momento de decir lo siguiente. Vamos a encontrarlo en Juan capítulo 13 y voy a leer del versículo 34. Que eso, Juan 13, 34. Dice, este mandamiento nuevo les doy, que se amen los unos a los otros, así como yo los he amado. También ustedes deben amarse los unos a los otros. De este modo, todos sabrán que son mis discípulos si se aman los unos a los otros. Pueden orar conmigo. Señor, te pido que tu Espíritu Santo ahora sea con nosotros. Abriendo otra vez las Escrituras a nuestras imaginaciones, a nuestros pensamientos. Otra vez conectando tu voluntad con nuestros corazones. Señor, solo podemos entender lo que quieres en nuestra vida, en estos momentos de abrir tu palabra. Y por eso, Señor, nos entregamos a ti en este momento. En este momento estamos arrodeados otra vez. Alrededor de ti, alrededor de tu palabra, alrededor de tu voz. Queremos escuchar la voz de Jesús. Se abra en nuestros oídos. Ahora, Señor, es el momento de experimentar tu presencia en nuestra vida. Queremos pedir por la bendición de esa presencia. Ahora hable, Señor, a través, a través de tus Escrituras, que tu Espíritu Santo haga que que tome vida las escrituras, la palabra. En el nombre de Jesús oramos. Amén. Vivir su amor cultivando seguidores de Jesús. Esto es la misión de Río de Valle. Cultivando seguidores de Jesús. Amén. Sí. Cultivando seguidores de Jesús. Hemos hablado de, de cómo el propósito de la iglesia es ser un epicentro de la reconciliación de Dios. 
Hemos hablado de eso y el, el domingo pasado empezamos enfocándonos en cómo, qué es el plan de Dios, qué es la misión que el Señor nos ha entregado a nosotros. Y la misión es básico, cultivar seguidores de Él, que pueden empezar de obedecer todas sus enseñanzas. Como iglesia decimos que la misión es cultivar a estos seguidores a vivir su amor. To live his love, a vivir su amor. Hemos encontrado aquí desde la propia boca de Jesús ese mandamiento. Dice, así como yo les he amado. Entonces la primera pregunta tiene que ser, ¿Cómo nos ha amado nuestro Señor Jesús? En el principio de este capítulo, Jesús hace algo extraordinario. Hace algo que lo saque de lo normal. Sale de lo normal para hacer algo que representa el amor que Él está ofreciendo. El amor que ya ha expresado, no solamente en, en palabras, pero también en acción. El principio de Juan 13 dice, Llegó la hora de la cena. El diablo ya había incitado a Judas Iscariote, hijo de Simón, para que traicionara a Jesús. Wow. Fíjense en eso, que en la noche que Jesús iba a comenzar de, de entregar a nosotros la Santa Cena, en la noche en que Jesús iba a lavar los pies de los discípulos, sentado en ese círculo íntimo, ¿era quién? Judas. Judas Iscariote. Ese discípulo de Jesús que que iba a traicionarlo, que iba a traicionarlo de una manera tan horrible. Eso iba a llevar a Jesús a la crucifixión. Judas es uno de los hermanos que Jesús ha, había invitado de caminar a su lado por tres años. Tres años, Judas. Judas pudo ver los milagros de Jesús. Estuvo allí cuando Jesús dio de comer a los cinco mil. Judas, Judas allí cuando Jesús sanaba la multitud. Jesús allí en el barco. I mean, Judas. Judas allí en el barco cuando esa tormenta estaba amanezando su propia vida. Judas allí con temor de, de hundir y morir. ¿Y quién fue que se levantó para calmar la tormenta? Jesús. Jesús, lo quien ofreza, ofrecía las palabras de la vida eterna, diciendo que si solo crees en mí, ganarás la vida en el cielo. Ese Judas que 
estaba en la casa de Jesús por tres años cenando alrededor del mismo comedor. Jesús había compartido momentos, los momentos más íntimos de su vida con esa, esa persona. Y también en esa noche, después de los tres años, Jesús ya sabía que Judas iba a traicionarlo. Ya sabía. De hecho, en ese momento es cuando Jesús dice a Judas que es la hora para que él salga y hacer el daño. Por tres años andaba con Jesús. Puede, pueden imaginar el dolor de Jesús en ese momento. Un amigo tan fiel de estar con él por tres años. Estaba, Jesús estaba invirtiendo tanto tiempo en él para, para que crezca, para ser un discípulo de él, para, para seguir con la visión de él. Judas pudiera haber sido como Pablo, un líder en la iglesia, o como Pedro un líder en la iglesia arrancando nuevas iglesias predicando la palabra llevando la antorcha del reino de los cielos ¿qué planes tenía Jesús? pero Judas después de tres años la recompensa lo que Judas quiere hacer ahora es traicionarlo ¿cómo se sentiría Jesús en ese momento el dolor en su corazón. Pero, aún con Judas sentado ahí ante él, puede, podemos imaginar a Jesús levantando. Dice, llegó la hora de la cena. El diablo ya había incitado a Judas Iscoriote, hijo de Simón, para que traicionara a Jesús. Sabía Jesús que el Padre había puesto todas las cosas bajo su dominio, y que había salido de Dios y a él volvía. Así que se levantó de la mesa. Se quitó el manto y se ató una toalla a la cintura. Luego echó agua en un recipiente y comenzó a lavarles los pies a sus discípulos. A secárselos con la toalla que llevaba en la cintura. Wow. Tenemos que imaginar el momento que está ahí, tal vez empezando con, con Juan, el discípulo que Jesús amaba. Entonces, está allí levando los pies de él, pasa, pasa Tomás, podemos imaginar a Mateo, y después llega a quién? A Judas. A Judas. Hermanos y hermanas, todos nosotros hemos sido puestos en ese aposento alto por la cruz de Jesús. En la cruz, Jesús, Jesús llevó a cada uno de ustedes, llevó a ti a ese, a ese momento de lavar tus pies, 
por la cruz, no solamente es Judas, no solamente es Pedro y Tomás y Juan, también hay que incluir, incluir tu nombre en este círculo de discípulos. Todos nosotros, dice las Escrituras, hemos salido del rebaño. Isaías habla de esa imagen de, de ovejas que están perdidos. No solamente es Judas que va a traicionar a Jesús. ¿Quién más? En esa misma noche, ¿quién más iba a negar Jesús tres veces? Pedro. Tomás, después de la resurrección, no puede creer en la resurrección. Y cada uno de nosotros, mira, cada uno de nosotros hemos hecho algo para desconectarnos con Jesús. No debemos fingir que nuestras vidas son perfectos. No necesitamos hacer eso. Aquí en la iglesia podemos ser honestos y humildes ante Dios. Lo que Dios merece de nosotros, el, el respeto de, de confesar. La confesión es algo importante en la vida de cada persona. La confesión es, es el momento de ser real ante nuestro Señor. Y es importante porque llegue ese momento cuando Jesús tomó de rodilla ante Judas. Y allí Judas estaba mirando a Jesús. Yo puedo imaginar que los ojos de Judas y Jesús se conectó en ese momento. Los dos, los dos sabiendo que Judas iba a traicionarlo. ¿Y qué hace Jesús? ¿Lo echó del cuarto? ¿Lo negó? No. ¿Qué hizo Jesús? Jesús lavó los pies aún de Judas. Jesús lava los pies aún de Pedro, aún de Tomás, aún de ti. Después de lavar los pies de todos, Jesús tiene una pregunta, dice eso. Cuando terminó de lavarles los pies, se puso el manto y volvió a su lugar y entonces les dijo entienden lo que he hecho con ustedes entienden lo que he hecho con ustedes es una pregunta para ti porque desde la cruz Jesús está lavando tus pies con la toalla sacrada Jesús por tu cruz está lavando los pies de cada uno de nosotros Limpiando los pecados de cada uno de nosotros. Desde la cruz, Jesús está poniéndonos en una posición nueva ante Él. En la cruz, tú estás en el aposento alto. En la cruz, tú estás ahí, sentado. Y Jesús viene a ti para lavar tus pies. Y después de la cruz, de la muerte, de la resurrección, después de lavar tus pies, la pregunta que Jesús hace con cada uno de nosotros es, ¿entienden lo que he hecho con ustedes? ¿Entiendes? Jesús 
comprende completamente todo de ti. No hay nada oculto de los ojos de Dios en cuanto a tu vida. Nada. Cada cosa incorrecta que has hecho en toda la vida, Jesús ya sabe. Es por eso Isaías dice, oh, ¡Ay de mí! Yo estoy terminado. Porque Dios, Dios ya sabe que yo soy una persona pecadora. Jesús ya sabe. Debemos ser honestos. Dios ya sabe lo que hiciste esta semana pasada. Jesús sabe. Y lo que vas a hacer en la semana que viene, Jesús sabe. Pero aún, aún con el conocimiento de todo lo que has hecho, aún Jesús llevó a cabo su misión de morir por cada uno de nosotros en la cruz. En ese momento... Estamos allí con Judas, estamos allí con Pedro, estamos allí con Tomás. Y Jesús llega a tus pies. ¿Cómo sería eso? ¿Puedes, puedes ponerte allí en, en el aposento, aposento alto. Puedes ponerte allí con Juan a un lado, con Pedro a un lado. Y ahí estás. Y Jesús viene a tus pies. Levanta la, el pie derecho. Y justo antes de, de poner el agua en tus pies, sus ojos se levantan. Y ahora estás conectando cara a cara con Dios sí mismo. Con la persona que sabe todo de lo que has hecho en esta vida. Tal vez va, vas a empezar pensando, oh, ahora no, ahora no podrá amarme, porque sabe demasiado de mí. De entenderlo todo, ahora no va a poder lavar mis pies. No, me va a rechazar. Pero después de mirar a los ojos después de mirar a través de tus ojos a tu ser y ver todo lo que has hecho en ese momento de, de decir yo veo todo lo que has hecho yo sé quién eres en ese momento de, de conocimiento lo que hace Jesús es empezar de lavar tus pies Jesús ama a ti, pero de, de manera completa. Eres completamente conocido y completamente amado. Estamos buscando por ese tipo de amor en nuestras vidas. Queremos ese tipo de amor de, de, nuestro, de nuestra familia. Queremos ese tipo de amor de, de nuestros padres. Queremos ese tipo de amor de, de nuestros novias y novias. <ríe> Nuestros esposas, esposos. 
queremos tener personas en nuestra vida que va, que va a amar a nosotros a pesar de cualquier cosa que va a pasar o que yo voy a hacer. Pero sabemos que los seres humanos tienen su límite. Jesús y la, el amor que tiene para cada uno de nosotros no tiene límite. El amor de Jesús es el tipo que se levanta de la mesa para poner una toalla. Y aún con nuestro pecado, empiece a, a lavar mis pies. Aún sabiendo que vamos a traccionarlo una y otra vez, Él va a levantar ese cruz, llevarlo al Calvario. Y morir por nosotros. ¿Y qué dice desde su cruz? It is finished. Ha sido cumplido. Lo que está diciendo es, yo he llevado la toalla hasta el final. Nunca, nunca saque la toalla. Y dejarlo caer. Jesús está diciendo desde la cruz. Yo. Yo llevo a ese toalla. Desde el principio de su vida. Y por lo largo de la vida de, de cada uno de ustedes. Por lo largo de tu vida. Allí estaba yo. Limpiando. Lavando tus pies. A pesar de lo que has hecho. Y desde la crucifixión. Él estaba dispuesto de lavar tus pies. Y hacer todo lo necesario para hacerlo. Aún quitando su gloria. Aún saliendo del trono de los cielos. Aún poniendo a un lado su poder. Siendo ahora en la posición de, de ser cautivado y ser arrestado y ser golpeado, pegado y ser crucificado. Eso es lo que Jesús ha hecho para cada uno de nosotros. Jesús te conoce completamente. No hay nada oculto. Y a la vez te ama completamente. Te conoce de completo y a la vez te ama de completo. Ahora tenemos una libertad en nuestras vidas. Mira, muchas personas están cautivos, están esclavos a la necesidad de ganar la afección de otras personas. De hecho, empezamos de, de crear una imagen de nosotros enfrente de las otras personas para ganar el amor o el respeto de esa persona. Ponemos máscaras, no solamente para cuidarnos del coronavirus, pero también ponemos la, la máscara, la mascarilla, también para cambiar o para mejorar nuestra vida 
para que nuestros esposos, para que nuestros amigos, para que nuestros hijos, para que nuestros compañeros en el trabajo puedan amarnos. Somos esclavos a la necesidad de siempre ocultar parte de nosotros. Pero en Cristo Jesús hay libertad. Ya no somos esclavos más. Ahora tenemos, tenemos la bendición, tenemos el regalo de tener a Dios Padre, quien conoce completamente nuestra, nuestra ser, nuestro corazón, y a la vez aceptando a nosotros completamente, amando a nosotros completamente. Es el tiempo, hermanos y hermanas, de vivir tu vida en libertad, de salir de la esclavitud, pensando que tienes que hacer cierta persona en los ojos de otros. Y dice Jesús, después de haber lavado los pies de ti, Ahora, el pedido de Jesús, el mandamiento de Jesús, es que también, que también tú tomes una toalla y ponerlo en tus manos y llevarlo a través de su vida. Los cristianos son, son el pueblo de la, de la, del libro. Esto significa que siempre tenemos que tener la Biblia en nuestras manos. Esto es nuestra, es la sang el sangre de la vida. Aquí. Tenemos que estudiarlo, tenemos que leerlo, tenemos que usarlo para orar. Somos un pueblo del libro, de la Biblia. La palabra del Señor, es, esto es sangre de la vida para nosotros. Pero en la otra mano que tenemos... Según Jesús, es una toalla. Jesús dice hoy, ponte la toalla. Ponte la toalla. Vamos a seguir a Cristo. Porque si lo vamos a hacer, es necesario cada día levantarse de la cama. Y como dice en esa parte de, de Juan 13, que Jesús se levantó del comedor y sacó su majestad, sacó su poder, lo quitó para poner una toalla. En tu vida, en esta semana que viene, Jesús está esperando que cada mañana, tal vez vas a orar, que perfecto, y leer la Biblia, que perfecto, y a la vez... La invitación de Jesús de esa semana es también tomar la toalla y llevarlo a través del día. Por lo largo del día, tomar la toalla y llevarlo en cada parte de su día. Van a levantar la mañana, orar, pero el desafío de esta semana es tomar una toalla así. Y mantenerla contigo en cualquier parte de su vida. Por ejemplo... Vas a ir a la cocina para desayunar, poner la toalla en el hombro, preparar el desayuno, pero así vas a recordar la necesidad, muy bien Felipe, vas a recordar la necesidad de tener la toalla en nuestra vida, de amar como Jesús ha amado a ti, ¿ok? Vas a ir al baño para cepillar los dientes, llévalo, 
Vas a ir al trabajo. Ponerlo en tu bolsillo. Ponerlo en el, en el briefcase. Llévalo a cada parte. En el almuerzo. Que se sientes ahí en la mesa, ponerlo enfrente de ti. Para recordarte que en cada momento de nuestra semana tenemos que llevar la toalla. ¿Y por qué es importante llevarlo así? Porque cuando llegue el momento en esta semana de lavar los pies de Judas o de Pedro, la tentación será perder la toalla, rechazar la toalla. La tentación será, en lugar de lavar los pies de, de, de Judas, la tentación será como Pedro sacar una espada y atacar. Señor ha pedido a ti a llevar una toalla cada día en cada momento para amar así como Él ha amado a nosotros. Tal vez en esta semana yo, yo voy a poner más tarde yo quisiera ver unos selfies unos selfies de personas sacando fotos con una toalla en esta semana. Qué lindo sería tener Real de Valle, todas las personas durante la semana, poniendo ahí en nuestra página o en Instagram o donde sea, una foto de ti con la toalla ahí en el trabajo. Con la familia en la cena. Hashtag, well, en español, ponte la toalla. <laughs> en inglés sería towel up. Hashtag, vivir su amor. Esto es, si vamos a imaginar que somos un ejército de Dios, ¿vamos con espadas? No. Jesús quiere que nuestro arma sea una toalla. Y que seamos un ejército del de reino de Dios, amando así como Él nos ha amado. Oremos. Señor, queremos pedir que tu Espíritu Santo nos ayude a poner nuestra toalla en esta semana. Oh, qué, ¡Qué gloria! Somos tan agradecidos que has amado a nosotros aún después de, de, conocer, de conocernos completamente. Gracias, Señor, que aún con nuestro pecado... Has lavado nuestros pies. Señor, gracias a ti, nuestro Padre Celestial, que siempre estás recogiendo nosotros como tus hijos y tus hijas. Quieres ver el bien de nosotros, el bienestar de nosotros. De hecho, viniste a este mundo para recogernos como tus ovejas. Señor, podemos sentir el agua en nuestros pies. Podemos sentir tu toalla secando y limpiando nuestro pecado. Te glorificamos, te, da, te agradecemos. Pero aún más, Señor, como has pedido, creemos. Poner, dice, que pongas tu fe en mí que yo sí he llegado para limpiarte, para abrir el camino 
al cielo. Gracias que llevaste esa toalla para limpiar a mis pies, para lavarme mis pecados, para llevarme al camino al cielo. Señor, confesamos que tú eres nuestro Señor. Confesamos que tú eres nuestro Salvador. Confesamos que llevaste la toalla hasta el fin. Y ahora, Señor, darnos la gracia para seguir tu ejemplo. Señor, en este momento queremos decir que vamos a seguirte. Queremos decir que vamos a llevar la toalla en esta semana, pero sabemos, Señor, que somos débiles. Pablo dice que a veces hacemos no lo que queremos hacer. En ese momento de caer en esta semana, en el momento cuando la toalla caerá de nuestras manos, Señor, ayúdanos a bajar, a agarrar la toalla y seguir tu ejemplo. Queremos ser el pueblo de la toalla, la iglesia de la toalla. tu nombre, Señor, ayúdenos de poner la toalla y servir de tu manera, de amar según tu ejemplo. Y en toda esta semana, que sea tu nombre que es glorificado a través de esa acción, que sea un testimonio al poder de Dios a través de nuestra vida, de modo que estemos Amando como nos has amado. Que sea glorificado tu nombre. Que sea Río del Valle. Cada uno de nosotros un testimonio al poder de Dios. De limpiar este mundo. De sanar este mundo. Nos ponemos ante ti Señor. Como, como discípulos. Como una iglesia. Nos ponemos ante ti como el pueblo que va con la toalla para glorificar su santo nombre. En el nombre de Jesús oramos. Amén.
es el Todopoderoso y estará contigo en cada momento de esta vida. Puedes confiar que Él va a estar contigo cuando estás intentando a servir a las otras personas. Dios está ahí para llevar a nuestros corazones al cielo, para llevar a nuestros pies en su camino. Debemos confiar con su manera de amor con una toalla, de su manera de despojarse de sí mismo, de su poder y de amar a otras personas, sí es el camino de los cielos. Señor, confiando que el Señor va a estar con nosotros, confiando que su manera es el camino a los cielos, que todos nosotros de Río de Valle, que tomemos nuestras toallas para servirlo, para glorificar y magnificar su estilo de amor, para glorificar y magnificar su salvación para nuestras vidas, pero también para modelar ese amor de Jesús para las otras personas. Que sean nosotros el pueblo de la toalla. Hagan eso en el nombre de Dios, Padre, Hijo y Espíritu Santo. Amén y Amén.